Monday night game is Tennessee versus Indianapolis. So already, fuck that game. Like, oh yeah. That's the problem with this year. Is it's like some of the games, like it's just the the, the luck of the schedule. It's just like. Well, I'm sure that this. Let me tell you how they're gonna try to sell it. Andrew Luck, first overall pick versus Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, who was a second overall pick, and they were trying to make it like two young quarterbacks. Problem with that is Andrew Luck's not playing, and Marcus Mariota has a hamstring, so he probably won't play. Yeah. So already boring game. Yeah. It's like, and Demarco Murray's been having like a shitty ass year, so it's just like, Meh. yeah. So already like, oh god. And some of those Thursday night games where it's like the Jaguars versus the Browns, and it's like, dude, nobody wants to see that no. shit. Even though I will say this, the Jaguars, they have probably the best secondary in the league right now. Dude, honestly, they are the biggest surprise of the league. Because aren't they like 3-2 and two or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, then Buffalo. I don't know how good Buffalo did today, but that they were the number one seed out in the AFC East, right? Yeah, I think they were. Oh, okay. Well. I think the Patriots lost today. No, they won. They won? Okay. Yeah, they were, they were going kind of like semi-back and forth or whatever, but it's the Jets. They lost. It. They won. I'm glad the 49ers are losing. Oh yeah, and the reason why is because we did that trade with them during the, during the like they were the second overall pick, we were the third overall pick. We got Mr. Bisky and they got that like kid out of Stanford. Oh yeah, and so like we were like the laughing stocks of like the of like why would you do that? You gave up a first round pick to go one spot, and now it's like I'm very very pleased with our quarterback, and like we're actually winning games. So yeah, pretty happy. Well. With that said, guys, welcome to episode 17. You want to say hi, Art? What's up, players? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually our second intro. As our first intro, we tried to tell a, a serial killer-esque story about a former employee. Mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't necessary for an intro. So you'll probably hear it later on in the podcast towards the end. But I just want to put it out here. Um, thanks. I want to thank Jesus uh, last week for coming on and giving us his story about the Las Vegas shooting. I know it's kind of weird having like a serial killer podcast like right after like the Las Vegas shooting podcast, but what I kind of wanted to do is just wanted to tie them all together. You know, like what's what's in the mindset of a serial killer or a mass shooter. So that's what this podcast is going to be. Uh, thanks to everyone that listened last week. Um, that was our biggest podcast so far. Um, we're like over like seven thousand downloads at this point, dude. Damn! Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I do want to say like um, on the Art and Jacob Do America Facebook, uh, we have like a bunch of people following that. And yeah, I'm like really like surprised by that. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So and thank I, you to those people. And I'm not even like promoting that all, all that much. So, but I will say this: we do have an Instagram now. So if you have Instagram, uh, add us on that as well. It's just Art and Jacob Do America. But I get like those like crazy like fucking followers like it'll be like L.A. Brewing Company and it'll be or like I'll get like Ohio like they'll listen to it I guess and then like it'll be like some some place from like like Iowa is it public Oh, I assume it's public. Yeah, I I had to like unpublic my Facebook just because like I kept getting like like dirty girls of the internet bigbooties.com wants to follow you and I'm like oh. And I don't got the time or energy yeah. to block them and report them, so yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of that too, so, but, yeah, we do get, like, because we talk about coffee a lot, we get, like, a lot of coffee shops. Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> it's I'm all about that. If we can get a coffee shop to sponsor us, yeah. do it. Yeah. It'd be cool if, like, Dagny's or somewhere local would, but. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Dagny's. Yeah. Hashtag Dagny's 2017. Yeah, I think it's self King. They already got that one on lock, yeah. so, whatever. Um, but, yeah, just continue to follow us on um, iTunes like subscribe 
share it with your friends give us a good rating or give us a shitty rating i don't care yeah but no, um not gonna know anyways yeah but anyways <laughs> enjoy the show i guess like i'll just start recording or whatever and then like we'll go from there but i don't know like uh ed gain we can go off of that so okay all right so, so we're talking about it right now so i'll cut i'll cut all this bullshit oh, out yeah, too yeah. so ed gain do you have any notes on him yeah before i i did a wikipedia search on him so all right. um ed gain the butcher of plainfield so go ahead i'll let you you're the expert you're the resident expert um you know what this this is a guy that like he's like the boogeyman he's basically what every horror movie is based on for like the last hundred years <laughs> so like if you've seen texas chainsaw massacre if you've seen any rob zombie movie yeah have you seen um psycho psycho basically any movie where like someone is in the middle of nowhere and then they end up being chased by a killer that's basically ed gang ed gin whatever uh anyway i don't know how to say his name either because like yeah. every like first of all i want to say this i almost canceled my Netflix. it's not even my netflix account but i almost uh-huh. <laughs> i'm using somebody else's account I almost canceled that shit because there's like no good like 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 serial killer documentaries on there. There's just like nothing but like Disney movies there on there now. So, but so luckily YouTube had a bunch of stuff. So like, but my whole point is like every like documentary like I was looking up for Ed Gein, Gein, Gini or whatever. Gein. Like they pronounce his name like different every yeah, one of them. That's so, true. but well, yeah. he, I don't know, man. He's basically the well he's the oldest one on our list that once we wanted to discuss yeah so i don't i, I have i can't really read upside down but I, oh, I, I, I won't even try i'll just i'll let you know what i know about him okay so basically what everyone said about him is that he was like this very quiet guy who like didn't really mess with anyone but he was really awkward and like, everyone knew he was different but no one really thought of him of him as like a killer um uh, and i think he he would uh he would take dead bodies bodies that were already dead from like cemeteries and like skin them and make them into different like basically the lampshade yeah like he would he would make things out of them i think he was making a a nipple belt yeah he made a nipple belt like you'd cut off the i didn't google that i i I have no idea what that looks like i can't even (laughs) imagine what that looks like sexy as fuck sexy as fuck yeah that's definitely like a nightclub thing you wear but um yeah, man, like, he was he was that guy. He was the, like, the, uh... Oh, but, like, Buffalo Bill from Science of the Lambs. Like, oh, yeah. He did that. Like, that's basically the character he was based on. Like, yeah, he was basically making, like, clothing out of humans. And I guess the whole reason he was doing that is because I guess he had, like... Like, his mom, like, he was really attached to, the, to his mom. And, like, mm-hmm. his mom was, like, this really big, like, religious fanatic or whatever. And he used to tell him that, like, women were evil and, like... I guess, like, there's a story, like, that he went to somebody else's house, like, where the, like, him and his mom went to go visit, like, a neighbor or somebody down the road or whatever, and uh, the guy was, like, beating his wife, but, Uh like, the mom, like, like, started going to hysterics, but the mom wasn't going into hysterics because the dude was beating his wife or girlfriend or whatever. The guy, like, she went into hysterics because the woman was, like, out in the open, like, she wanted, like, like to, in her mind, like, all women were, like, prostitutes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, she should have been, like, in the back room or whatever. It should have been, and you know, not seen or even heard. So, like, she, like, there was, like, some serious, like, psychological damage from both, like, his, his mom and his dad. Because I guess his dad was, like, a like a bad dude, too. Like, he was an alcoholic and, like, you know, he used to fuck with his mom and his brother and stuff like that. So, yeah, I guess he had, like, that going on. Like, kind of like how, uh, what's the dude's name from Psycho? Um, 
uh, Norman Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. I like like how he and his mom were. Like I guess that's yeah. like how Ed Gein and like his mom were. Like, yeah. like very like it was like a funky relationship going yeah. on there. So and he was all he was really into that taxidermy stuff too. Yeah. So like, and that's another thing that like Psycho borrows from that too, where it's like you see all that taxidermy shit on the walls and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, yeah, he fits into those like more modern day serial killers, where like you know, it's not rough, Jack the Ripper or anything. Rough childhood. Yeah, I didn't want to put Jack the Ripper on here because it's like I don't really like Jack the Ripper. Like, I think he's the most overrated serial killer. Like, <laughs> he only killed three people. Yeah, but yeah, they're all prostitutes. But like, I guess like going back to like the whole mommy thing, like. Because, like, to me, like, the whole point of this podcast, I want to just talk about, like, well, the mind of the serial killer. I guess he was doing all this. Like, he would dig up those bodies and, like, you know, cut off, like, limbs and heads Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, like, he'd peel off, like, their faces or whatever and, like, make masks out of them. Because he was basically trying to make, like, a a woman suit to basically he could put on Mm -hmm. and become his mom. And I guess, like, later on, like, he was diagnosed as, like, schizophrenic, which, I mean, you pretty much have to be at this point. Like, to be able to do that shit, like, dig up dead bodies and, like... I guess, like, he would, like, like arrange, like, bones to be, like, like little, like, trophies or whatever and stuff like that. To, to be able to do that, like, yeah. there's something mentally wrong with you. You have to be able to, to be able to do that or I want to I do didn't it. even know that. I knew he was making, like, lampshades and shit. Like, he was making furniture out of, like, bodies. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But, but I that know. whole, like, Texas Chainsaw thing, like, Leatherface, like, how he, like, is wearing somebody else's skin over his face or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's based off of that like like he was he would like peel off like women's faces and like scalps because he was basically creating like a frankenstein like suit that he could put on and become his mom because i guess like once his mom like passed away like i guess this is what sent him over the edge kind of thing like he was already kind of like going down like a downward spiral already but like this kind of like set him over the edge is like his mom's death and like he like i guess like when his when his mom died his whole house like they said that you know, just like deteriorated, except for like his mom's bedroom. Like yeah. he like boarded it up and like yeah. kept it like pristine, because like he just wanted to preserve his mom. And like the the theory is like he was just like trying to like make everything good. So once he could re- like Frankenstein his mom back, mm-hmm. like everything would be how she remembered. Damn, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, but um, yeah, I never. Yeah, I, I guess like Science of the Lambs really borrow a lot from him and Psycho. I mean, that's basically Psycho. Yeah. So, like... Story of Psycho. Yeah. yeah, damn. Yeah, I didn't even realize all that. Yeah, and then, like, like the Devil's Rejects or whatever, House of a Thousand Corpses, like, all that, like, weird shit that you see in there. Like, that's basically him. And I guess Slayer, they have that song, uh, Dead Skin Mask. Like, that's based off of that's, him, too. All right. I can bring it up if you want. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, do that. No, but go ahead and talk while I look that no, up. No, no, I mean, like, he's, he's basically, like, of the modern-day serial killers, he's, like the first dude to do it like that like of iconic ritualistic things that came from like a fucked up childhood and like mommy issues or daddy issues i don't know he's 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 basically the one i wanted to start with because the blueprint he's, he's for he, our modern day serial killer yeah he's definitely going to be the one that we reference back to when we talk about you know the future the uh, more modern serial killers that we'll bring up on more this list. interesting one yeah i don't, don't want to make i don't want to make this sound like 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 with well, a horror movie list like what's your favorite horror oh, no, like, no, serial no, killer no. or anything it's just like interesting because it's just like yeah because we'll see a lot of the same reoccurring things you know obviously like sex was taboo to him yeah so like 
that's what makes it like a little bit like ritualistic that he wants to like make a nipple nipple belts and like all this shit like yeah i could see how like uh you know you plant a seed like that in a child's mind and like take him like already like a warped mind you're gonna have some fucked up kids yeah fucked up adults well okay then i guess like that leads into like the next guy i probably want to talk about is like ted bundy um when i was watching like when i was doing my research on him like his whole thing where he was trying to admit is like he was very like he said like if he if it wasn't for hardcore pornography or even softcore pornography like he wouldn't have these urges or whatever so Mm -hmm. i guess like i guess when he was little um he would like go around like being like a little peeping tom looking through windows and yeah and stuff like that and i guess he said that like he would go to grocery stores and i guess a lot of this was like disproven it was just like him like trying to blame something for like his urges or whatever but he would go to grocery stores and like you know pick up like pornographic magazines and in comic books and then like reenact like these uh situations with like his victims well he did get arrested for for being a peeping tom i think oh yeah yeah that's part's like yeah he did get arrested but he that's another like you know he blames pornography for a lot of like his like the like his fascination with like with women and killing women and like all that stuff but you know that was kind of disproven like there really wasn't even like mainstream pornography like he would have to be digging pretty deep to like to like because this at this time it was like the like early 50s or whatever like ozzy and harriet time or whatever yeah and the one of the documentaries i was watching about uh bundy like that one of the guys like from like his city like it was like the i went to the same grocery stores as him there was those magazines weren't even there yet like playboy wasn't even released yet yeah and he goes the only magazines that were there were like these like early like detective comics i guess like dc comics or yeah. whatever where they said like they would always have like women in peril you know like it would just be like um you know them getting strangled or them like you know like a, a bad guy would go out there like trying to hang them you know before like the detective would come and save them or whatever and i guess they said that was what influenced him the most but one of the things that like going back to like those mommy issues uh he grew up believing that his grandparents grandparents were his parents and that his mom was his sister yeah and it wasn't until like way later on that he was he asked for like his and this is actually right before he starts becoming a killer because he does go on like these like weird things where he was he was like in a normal relationship but he would do things like he tried drowning his girlfriend once oh wow and like and like his girlfriend was like what the hell what are you doing he's like oh i'm just joking like it's fine like just take it easy like i'm i'm just being a goof basically yeah. and then it, when he went back to his hometown and he like looked up the records um because i think either like his grandpa had just passed away or something like that and he just wanted to like like a birth certificate i don't know what he wanted but he was looking up records and then he saw like his mom was actually his mom. Uh, yeah his actual oh, i'm sorry his, his sister, sister was actually his actual mom that's actually like what like broke like he went on like after that he kind of went on like this like super like killing spree and this is like right before that he worked at a like a suicide hotline i don't know if you saw that but he worked at a suicide hotline and like there's a i think there's a I don't know if there's a movie, but there's a book called the The Stranger That Sat Beside Me, and which is about him, the, the lady that worked with him, and like it's basically just like her story saying about how he's like the nicest guy, and he would walk her to her to her car late at night and just be like, oh, make sure like 
lock your doors because there's a lot of weirdos out there. So he just played like this like ultimate role of like the all-American like sweetheart guy that you would want your daughter to date. And um, he just like fooled everyone. Like he yeah. was like to me like to me he was like the ultimate con artist because like even like later on like fast forwarding through him. Like, even, like, when he was, like, on trial, like, he was his own lawyer. Like, he was, like, putting everyone over. Like, even though, yeah. like, he had, like, got accepted into law school, I guess he dropped out because, you know, he wasn't, he found that he wasn't as smart as he thought he was. Like, even then, like, when having not even finished law school or whatever, like, he put it, like, he started trying to put everybody over, like, doing all the mannerisms as, like, a good, like, southern lawyer, like, how oh, can I possibly do that? Like, you yeah. know, all the, like, you know, Perry Mason things, you know, that he saw on TV. Just, like, he was, like, a good con artist trying, you know, where he could work a lot of people over. I don't know if he wasn't smart as he thought he was. He was already, like, killing people. Like, he was already, like, because he had already gotten pulled over with, like, a ski mask and, like, all these things in his car. Like, he, the, like, the trail was already hot on his, yeah. like, you know, you can only, like, I don't know if you, you can imagine yourself, like, going through college and also killing women on a <laughs> once a month. You kill a different woman. So kind of time. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pretty difficult to balance both plus a job. You know, he was working at the suicide hotline. He was going to school and, like, killing women once a month. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty rough for him. <laughs> but I did, I did one of the things, like, when I was researching, like, I guess he did, because I want to tie all of these people together, like, yeah. you know, what made them tick. And after he found out, you know, his mom wasn't really his mom and you know his real dad was like some some dude in the military that basically just like one night stood his mom yeah um i guess like he started having like the all these like social bad social interactions like where he didn't understand like like love or like you know friendship or whatever like like those interactions so he started kind of like faking those those yeah. interactions and that's like why he was such like a i guess like a casanova i guess you could say because i guess like he he seduced a lot of women yeah women were in love with him yeah because like he was trying to figure out those like social interactions like what makes people become friends what makes people fall in love and he was just pretty much just be like acting this whole time Mm -hmm. and that's why he was so able to do that you know yeah even like when he was in prison um he would get like marriage proposals all the time like which is another thing i want to talk about like when we talk about like like charles manson and stuff like the women that like fucking like are attracted to like serial killers yeah like that to me that's like a phenomenon oh man i i hate charles manson so much yeah i don't know my sister actually did a a psych evaluation on marilyn man or marilyn manson (laughs) charles manson yeah and she was like dude he sucks he's lame dude like i know people like love him and like love the idea of charles manson and like love all these things about him like the mystique of like you know the manson murders and all that shit she was like dude like honestly like there's been like so many people i've done psych evaluations on and like he's been like the lamest one where he's just like some old like racist dude yeah that's like what i keep hearing about him too is just like because i mean i'm sure we'll talk about him later where it's just like he's not genuinely crazy he just pretends to be crazy yeah but um yeah another thing about ted bundy because like there's a lot to say about him and then like i actually have like a personal story from one of my oh, mom yeah. actually yeah, i remember you had mentioned that um he, he was a hardcore republican <laughs> he was oh yeah he he volunteered well i don't know if he was because he was volunteering for the rockefeller campaign yeah 19 but he only did that because the the old like the girl that he was like in love with was like a hardcore republican and oh, she okay. wanted him on that campaign and actually well, kicked, damn it, i wanted it to be a republican well yeah they kicked him off they kicked him off the the campaign because they were like you're not taking this seriously enough 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. So they kicked him off the campaign. So, yeah, he was basically just doing that because he was, like, the only girl that he, like, actually loved was working on that campaign. Yeah. Well, after that, I guess he moved to Utah. And I guess, like, in 1974 to attend, like, the University of Utah Law School in Salt Lake City. Now, remember this. 1974, my mom's, like, 14 years old, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they actually moved from L.A. to Utah for some goddamn reason. Yeah. And my mom said that when all this was going on, like, you know, she was cognizant of, like, you know, all these girls missing or whatever. And, like, that was a big phenomenon. But it was only happening, like, in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I guess L.A. at this time, because they lived, like, in Southgate or something like that, was starting to get bad. And so my grandpa was like, all right, we got to move. We got to get somewhere where it's safe, right? Mm. And so fast, fast forward, like, a couple years, my mom's, like, working at the mall. The fashion place mall. Actually, like when I was doing my research, I was like, hey, mom, what was that mall that you used to work at? What was the name of that? And she was, oh, it was a fashion place mall. It was like just like four or five miles away from where we lived at, like Mm -hmm. in Salt Lake. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I'm doing my research and I'm like, because when I was little, my mom used to tell stories of like, yeah, when I was like walking home one night from, um, you know, because she had three jobs in the mall uh, one night um, from after work. Um, I saw like this like brown beige like uh, like Herbie the Love Bug uh, car, and she goes later on. I would find out that that was actually Ted Bundy's car, and he was out in the parking lot like trying to seduce people and, or like abduct them and pretending to be a police officer. Yeah. And so I actually called my mom like as I was doing like research for this, and I was like, "Hey, mom, like tell me that story again about like the Love Bug you saw like like in the parking lot." And she goes. She went into this great detail, like, yeah, it was, like, late at night. She was, I always see that car, and I'd always be parked somewhere around where my car was. And she was, the story ended up being, like, it was some police officer. It was it was Theodore Bundy that going around, like, pretending to be a police officer and, like, abducting women. And I guess, like, the one that um, he actually did abduct, like, at the mall, like, she was the only one that got away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um another thing about him is like he had that like really well he he kind of broke his profile sometimes but he had a pretty strict profile of the women that he would abduct like they all have they're all like brunettes with like the same haircut yeah <laughs> so like uh, people like i was when Which i was probably saved my mom because she's like a dirty blonde oh okay yeah that's why with daddy like nah no <laughs> blondes nah no blondes not tonight <laughs> yeah damn dude yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's what saved her like he had a really strict like like appetite for like brunettes with that same like puffy haircut that was yeah. popular in the early seventies. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is like after like he would like rape and like manip- like mangle them and stuff like that. Like I guess like he would take their hair and shampoo it and then like refigure Oof. it to like those old like detective comments or whatever. That's and, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't honestly like sometimes when when I whenever I like research him, you know, and I find him like really interesting. Like, it almost seems like he never got over that girl, and, like, every girl had to look like that girl. Like, every girl uh-huh. he killed had to look like that girl. And so I was like, man, like, was he just, like, a heartbroken fool and, like, went on, like, this killing spree after that? Or, like... And I think going back to, like, to what you were saying, like, with his first girlfriend, like, yeah. there's, like, a lot of, like, sexual deviants out there, which we'll talk about later, like, with Jeffrey Dahmer, oh, where yeah. it's just, like, you and me, like, it's just, like, boobs and butt, and, like, yeah. I'm good. Like, I don't need anything else. Like, but some people, they need a little bit more. And, like, there, like, Bundy, like, he was just, like, you know what, this is, like, I needed, you know, I needed to, like, strangle him. I needed to see, like, their last breath, you know. I needed yeah. to, like, one of the creepiest things is, is he was being interviewed in prison and he said, 
um, the thing that got me off the most is, you know, I was, he was raping this lady and um, strangling her at the same time. And as she took her last breath, I took it out of her. And, you know, I kissed her and took it out of her. And he goes, I just love that control, which was like a big, like theme, like going over all these. That was actually really beautiful and poetic. I don't, who was who said that? That was Ted Bundy. Wow, man, I, I never heard that. That's beautiful. That like, is not beautiful, <laughs> sir. I don't know. You need to get out of my house with that. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. That was strange. Like I don't know, man. Sorry. But no, like that control. Like that yeah. was like a common theme with all these people. It was just like they 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 wanted to have this control over women, and I, I think it goes back to what you were talking about, like in their early development. Um, and we'll talk more about that with like people like Richard Ramirez. Is like they had like this power struggle with like a parental figure. You yeah, know, you know most. Well, he has like the. I think we both prior to this we agree that he had the most fucked up childhood out of anyone here. But yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just like that's like a big thing. Is like that that control. And then like at that time when you said he found his birth certificate, that was probably like in his adolescence, I believe, mm-hmm. which your hormones are going crazy and it's just like everything this is in, being imprinted into you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like a big reason why he did the things that he did you yeah. know and like i guess later on like his last confession confession with that priest oh my mom listens to him like he has like i guess this like christian show called focus on the family or whatever and like he was admitting like yeah if it wasn't for hardcore porn like yeah. i wouldn't be like this so um, every parent out there be be aware of you know pornography it's gonna deviate and i'm pretty sure like like at that time like in the late 80s like that was like a like a big message and i think now like that message kind of like falls on deaf ears because any kid from like the late 90s to like now who has like an internet connection like we have a lot more like serial killers than you know read between the lines if you will but if porn was like that bad Well, well here's something interesting about that that time period when he was killing that was like the height of serial killers uh huh yeah so like they're never been able to like pinpoint why that was going on mk ultra there were well some people were saying like usually like you know worldwide there's usually about 50 serial killers like worldwide that's like their average this is what they think so like in the 70s early 70s specifically there was like or you know what maybe then a war just recently end or something oh vietnam vietnam probably just like it was ending or something maybe it was that maybe all you know people were like more violent i don't know because you know what going back to that vietnam was the first war they actually televised like oh, probably they would have like live footage or whatever and fuck they were saying too like you know anybody being exposed to like extreme violence at you know a certain age that starts to deviate them too yeah you know and, what? And it, but it had like it has to be a special mindset it can't like, you or me, like, I remember growing up, like, watching Boys in the Hood when I was five or whatever. Like, I didn't turn out to be a serial killer or a fucking sexual deviant. But it's just, like, there are certain, like, people with, like, mental disorders, like, going back to Ed Gein, who already was, like, a diagnosed schizophrenic, or Ted Bunny who was, like, a diagnosed, like, sociopath. Um, people with these mental disorders already imprinted in them, seeing such violence and such sexual deviance, that's what, you know, set them over the edge. Yeah. Um... You know, really quickly, I just wanted to, that whole thing you said about war. I never, I never knew that. That that was like the first war that was televised. It kind of makes sense because you look at like the way war is presented now, and it's presented like way more in like this romantic way. Like you know, like there's like video games like Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's cool. War is cool. Like, I don't think people in that time period like had the glossed over like like war's kind of cool you can become a hero if you come fight in the u.s army or something like people were just seeing like their friends coming back like with heroin addictions and missing body parts and stuff like that like 
Now I feel like there's like a whole PR campaign on like let's try to make war as cool as possible. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I mean, deviation. Yeah, but you you were saying that during that time period there was the most uh, serial killers in the world or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. And I'm pretty sure like there were you know there could be a million reasons why why that was going on, but I don't know. Just maybe that maybe you're right about that. Maybe like you know like images of war and like people people like dying like on television every night and i'm not that we don't have that now because you know that yeah. we just talked about like a mass shooter in las vegas you know so like there's images of violence Everywhere. right now but i do feel like right now people are like have like this mentality of like the yeah there was a biggish biggest shooting uh like a week ago two weeks ago and people have like this very like on to the next thing like what did you yeah. tweet uh what did what did that happen like it almost seems like News that was like extremely important just a week ago isn't that important now because now now we have to move on to the next thing. Like channels are switching like crazy. Like you exactly. have to be on the, you know. I feel like maybe I wouldn't be surprised if like we're at the highest level of kids with ADD right now because like, oh, yeah. shit's just like you have to be on the next shit so quickly. Yeah, maybe we'll have, we'll encounter like the next wave of like serial killers coming up now because the like, kids are growing up fucked up right now. I'll say this though, like. Before this, like, I, I mean, yeah, I would lock my front door and I would lock, like, my car up or whatever. But, like, I would, like, conveniently forget to, like, lock, like, my sliding glass door or, like, my garage door or whatever. Because it's like, oh, i got two German Shepherds. But, like, after, like, researching this, like, I'm like, fuck that. Like, I'm double locking. Like, I went oh, to Lowe's yeah. and, like, bought, like, a heavy-duty, like, bolt and shit like that. So it's just like, man, like, after this and, like, especially now with, like, what's going on in the world and everything, it's just like, fuck that. Like, yeah, it's a definitely, definitely a scary world, man. Yeah. Which kind of like makes me want to segue. Are you, do you have anything? Yeah, no, we can go. I'll let you lead the parade. All right, yeah. So going on to our next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the guy that was probably the most interesting to me. It was Richard Ramirez, the the Night Stalker. Yeah. Who wasn't even on the list that I told you of dudes I wanted to talk about. But when you brought him up, I was like, yes. Yeah. I can't believe I left him off the list. And he's more of, to me, like, I guess, like, for you, you said Ted Bunny was more interesting. This guy was kind of more interesting to me because, like, I would sit there and I was like watching the documentaries or whatever. Like, like Jeffrey Dahmer, like his documentary almost put me to sleep. But like Richard Ramirez, like I was kind of like, oh shit. Like, cause like what he would do is like he would break into people's houses indiscriminately, shoot the guy, rape the girl, and then like move on to the next one. Maybe even that same night. He was, okay, so like Ted Bundy was kind of a sloppier serial killer in the sense that, you know, he went into like a, like a, what is it? Not a, paternity paternity what is it it like sorority house he broke into a sorority house and just went on a killing spree and like killing girls and like raping girls he like killed and like raped 10 girls in like one night or something because he just like went on this killing spree yeah so he was very like sloppy this guy was sloppy in a different way in the sense that like his first murder was like a nine-year-old girl second murder like 70 year old girl and like they were not clean murders like the second the the 70 year old lady he like like destroyed her throat to the point where it was just like almost completely like detached the head from the body like very aggressive like like killings like his murders were like probably the most violent you know uh jeffrey Dahmer might have something to say about that but (laughs) but his were definitely like the most like aggressively like physically like aggressive and he was like you know like you he was like a lengthier mexican dude not to say that Mexican people are <laughs> short and stubby. Yeah, but you know, 
No, he let to me like when I see pictures of him like in the courtroom, like he reminds me of Tommy Lee, like a Mexican Tommy Lee, like from Shout at the Devil. Yeah, which is interesting because like he was a, a satanist. he was satanic as fuck. Yeah, but even that, even like his satanic practices were like sloppy as fuck. Like everything was like like over the edge, like. You know, like, the fact that he had, like, that pentagram drawn in his hand. He would take lipsticks from, like, his murders and draw pentagrams. And, like, he would make people, like, like swear to Satan that they had no more, like, things that were of value anymore. Like, I think he, like, raped someone, like, raped, a, raped some woman. And, like, he was, like, making her, like, pray to the devil as he raped her or something. Like, he had, like, crazy, like, like way over the top. Like, like not even, like, Manson was doing shit like that. Like... And not only that, but I don't want to gloss over his childhood, but, um, like, his childhood, like, he suffered two, like, major head injuries. Yeah. And, like, one of them, like, I think, like, a dresser fell on his head, and then, like, the other one, like, a swing hit him so hard in the playground that, like, knocked him unconscious. And, like, they, like later on, up until, like, his early 20s, I believe, he would suffer from, like, these epileptic fits. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And, like, they said that, like, people, like, in the classroom, they knew what to do. Like, like it happened so often that they, like, every kid, like, would have to stand, like, you know, on the wall while the teachers, you know, have to, you know, put them on the side, you know, and, you know, help them out from that. But, like, yeah, like, they said, like, that traumatic, that was another thing, too. Like, you know, people with traumatic, you know, brain injuries. And then, like, he had, like, the most fucked up childhood. Like, yeah. we can consensually agree. I guess, like, when he was nine years old, like, going back to, like, that whole, um, the war thing. His cousin came home from the war. Dude, uh, his cousin, like, fucked him up. His dad alone, like, his dad was a uh, cop in Mexico, I think. And yeah. And came, came here. Already his dad, like, had, like, anger issues. Oh, yeah. Would so, beat like, the shit out yeah, of his kids. beat the shit out of him. Anger issues. Like, he, apparently, like, he would just explode randomly. Like, that's... Like, right away, like, that's the one thing you hear about his dad, that he would just, like, anger issues and, like, yell yeah. at people. His dad, too. Like, they say, like, his dad got pissed off about something and started beating himself in the head with a hammer. Like, oh. beating his own self in the head with a hammer until he started to bleed. I didn't see that. That's fucking yeah. crazy. And, like, this is all, like, where this dude, that, like, like Richard Ramirez is, like, fucking seven, eight years old. And then his cousin, who's already kind of, like, off anyways, too. Like, he goes to the war, comes back, and is even more screwed up in the head because, you know, they called, like his cousin like one of the best like killers like out in uh, vietnam because he would go out and he would like tie women up to like trees oh yeah he would like brag about raping women yeah and And, like he'd take pictures of it and he brought them back and he would show like richard like he goes yeah i i tied this lady up to a tree left her out there for three days and i came back and i raped her and i killed her and like this kid's like nine years old at this time and then i guess one night his cousin went to got pissed off at his wife Took, oh, yeah. took took out a gun out of the refrigerator because he said he liked to have a cool gun, uh-huh. and shot his wife in the head. And he was oh, there for that, like standing right next to him. Yeah, him. and he actually told him, he "Goes, hey, watch what I'm going to do right now." Fuck yeah, that fucked him up pretty good, man. Um, and I guess he also taught him like military tactics, like yeah, like how to like kill like yeah, stealthily and stuff. Yeah, like he that. like how to like yeah. So like that was, and that's not even like the end of it. Later on, he, like, starts living with his, I think, his sister and his brother-in-law. And his brother-in-law was, like, a hardcore, like, peeping Tom. Oh, yeah. They would just go around, like, neighborhoods and, like... And at this point, he was very, like, stealth. Like, so, like, they would go around, like, like kind of breaking into, like, people's houses and, like, just doing shady shit. He worked at a hotel. I don't know if you saw Oh, this. yeah. Like, where, like, he, like... This is, like, where he started to have, like, all these, like, sexual desires. Like, yeah. Ted Bundy. This was, like, the first one, though, that, like... 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. This is like the first one that was like, whoa, that's way over the edge. Where like tries to like rape some woman, and like her husband comes back in time. And yeah, like, like he was working at the hotel. He hides out in the room where this woman's at, watches her undress to get into the shower, and like right when she's about to get in the shower, like starts trying to rape her. And the husband, who's like I guess putting away the luggage, mm. like just came in just at the nick of time or whatever, and you know beats his ass or whatever, and like he gets fired from the hotel. But here's the thing, too, like they were saying in that documentary, like this is why it was bad enough that he did that. But he, the consequence for it was, OK, just pay this fine and you're done. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is those people were out of state, so they didn't want to come back to California for the trial. They were just like, fuck you guys. I believe it was in El Paso. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he originally lived in El Paso. Oh, okay. But th- they were out of state. Like, they didn't yeah, want to yeah, come yeah. back to that state. Yeah. Like, they were just like, well, fuck this. We just won't deal with you guys. So they were like, oh, we're just going to fire him. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there was. So he got it in his mindset that he can do things and get away with them. Yeah. Because I guess at this time, he had already killed people. His people haven't really, hadn't, you know, found out about him yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I guess, like, that, they were saying that too. Like, he had all this compounding with him. And then, like, he had. You know, he he got it in his mind that hey, I can do stuff, and there's no consequence for it, dude. His because his cousin even got out early from oh, prison. Yeah. Oh, I didn't started, know that. And then that's when he went to to L.A. because his cousin got out early from jail from killing his wife, and they started like hanging out, doing drugs, and that's when he goes to L.A. and just starts his killing spree. Um, on a quick side note, I dated a girl who was related to him. Shut uh, up. Yeah. That I won't say her name, but that girl that we went to the outlets with. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was related to him. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like it was like. And then you go to the museum of death. Yeah, we went to the museum of death together. That was pretty cool. We got to see like she's like a he's like a distant like uncle or some shit. Oh wow. But like it's still kind of cool. Like I'm like, oh man, that's like I don't know. I was really interested in that. Um, but there's one thing I wanted to say. Oh yeah, so he went on these like crazy killing sprees, like his. Like, in one night, he would just go and, like, kill, like, three people, like, house after house after house. And randomly, too, because, like, he would do, like, do one in Burbank, then he would go down to El Cerrito. I'm just making, oh. you know, city names up. And because, then, but they said that, that the L.A. was the perfect spot for him to do all these things because he goes, that freeway system, you can go from city. L.A. is so huge that he can go from city to city. And if they didn't have, like, the beginnings of all this forensic evidence that was starting to come together, yeah. that he probably never would have been caught. Did you see the Diane Feinstein thing? No. We're like, okay, so Diane Feinstein was the mayor of LA during that. Oh shit. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So like Diane Feinstein like fucking goofs. She like she has a press conference where she's talking about it. And this is like one night where he went on like a three three like kill like he killed three people in one night. So they have a press conference and they're like, Well, you know, the police is like, don't say anything, like, we're, but we're on to him. Like, we have his footprints, and, like, he has a really unique shoe, like, that he wears. So we know, like, these shoes were only made, like, like this is not something that they sell in stores anymore. Oh, yeah. So, like, she comes out, and she says that in the press conference. She's just like, and we're on to you, and you have this shoe, and we're going to catch you because this is not something. And we're, we know, like, this when we find this shoe at this size, we're going to know it's you. That night, he drives to San Francisco, dumps the shoes off the Golden Gate Bridge, and then <laughs> drives back to L.A. with buys new shoes. Yeah, she fucking goofed. And she, like, set back the investigation back so far. And like, I think they said, too, like, if, like, they didn't get some of the fingerprints and matching bullets. Because I guess California was just starting that database, the fingerprint database, where they can match up fingerprints yeah. um, online or whatever. 
If they didn't start that, they probably never would have found him. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you see how they caught him? Like, who? Like. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, like, trying to flee or whatever. And, like. Well, he was out of state. Like, he was visiting someone, like, family member out of state. And then he came back to California. So, he had no idea that his, like, they had already had printed his picture, like, on every front page of every newspaper. So, he comes back all, like, nonchalantly. Goes into, like, a liquor store. And, like, all these old ladies are, like. <gasps> that's the killer <laughs> so like they like call the cops on cops on him and he goes like on oh, he flees but they catch him obviously but yeah and his court case was awesome too like when uh he's like well they, even like how they they were chasing after him too like that was like oj simpson before oj oh simpson. yeah definitely like i guess the whole city was like chasing after him like basically <laughs> it was just like fuck like the, like the seeing the reenactment of it it like looked like a fucking movie or something like i'd never see what documentary is that i don't it's know it's on youtube i don't i know. gotta watch it i'll google him but, but yeah it, was just, it just shows like this guy that looks like tommy lee like running down <laughs> <laughs> running down the street and like all of a sudden like he goes down one corner and there's like this like it's like frankenstein or like beauty and the beast when they're trying oh, to they're the chasing the pitchforks yeah pitchforks and fucking like uh Flaming, torches or whatever. Yeah, flaming tiki torches, but... <laughs> <laughs> the alt-right is chasing him. Yeah, the alt-right was getting after him and shit with the red hats. But, wow. um, yeah, after, like, they, the whole, like, fucking city was chasing after him, basically. But, yeah, you're right, dude. The court case was fucking creepy yeah. as fuck, too, man. Yeah, we definitely have to address the court case. I don't know if you want to tell that. Oh, yeah, I'll let you, because... All right, so during the court case, when they finally convict him and everything... I'm probably skipping a lot. Did I skip a lot? Uh, the, the best part is the very end of the court case when they're like, they sentence him to to the death penalty. But before that, before they actually convict him, like the whole like uh, trial or whatever, yeah. I guess like they said that like women would like flock to his trial. Oh, like, yeah. Like fucking like... That's very Ted Bundy-ish. Like, yeah. yeah. Like nurses, like college graduates, professors, like everybody. And like they would flock to him because he just like had this like... Because they were broadcasting this one as well. Because he was very charismatic. And there was like an image, and I think I'm going to post it like on this podcast Instagram, like where he like, he turns around and like he waves. And it's so fucking creepy, man. He waves at like all of his quote unquote fans or whatever. Smooth brother. Yeah. And you know what? I'll admit this, dude. He's a pretty fucking handsome guy. Like, really? his, with all my straightness yeah. in him, out of all these serial killers, these these are like the same thing with Ted Bundy. This guy and Ted Bundy, they're both like they both look like fucking like smooth criminals. smooth criminals, man. Like that's the kind of dude you know. Like you don't have a sister, I have a sister. But if like your sister brought this dude to like Thanksgiving dinner, you'd be like, oh, it's like a regular ass dude. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. And that's the other thing that makes them like so charming i guess that they look like regular ass dudes yeah just like oh hey cool hey, he seems like a cool guy yeah because i guess like because the one of the documentaries which i'll talk about like throughout like podcasts from here on until whenever this ends is uh that hell's bells documentary i guess they were trying to pinpoint like richard ramirez is like obsession like on heavy metal music because i oh, guess really? yeah because i guess like he they said that he was inspired by the acd song acdc song that night prowler song like and like, but like to me, like he got that name after he was already doing that. But yeah, I feel like. But he, but when you look at him, like I said, he looked like Tommy Lee, like on Shout at the Devil. Like yeah. he was like a like a like a serial killer rock star. Basically. Yeah, he had the long hair and the yeah yeah played but, drums. Yeah, <laughs> Molly Crew style. Yeah, but the thing that makes his court case like badass, in my opinion, so they sent him, sentence him to death at this point, and he's like that's fine i knew what i was doing i knew i knew death came with the territory 
and it's like i'll see you guys <laughs> like when i die i'll see you guys all at disneyland and then he like like has like that pentagram drawn in his hand it's like a really iconic image uh maybe we should post that one too but <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um yeah that's like that really iconic image where he's just like full-on like satanic or he died of like lymphoma yeah. yeah and he would they so he never got the death penalty or he died i mean I, everyone on which earth is crazy like <laughs> Because, okay, like, watching all these documentaries, like, of, like, all the, like, Ted Bundy or whatever, like, watching him get executed or whatever, which I think we should revisit, by the way. Um, he, like, why do people sit on death row for so long? Like, that's what boggled my mind. Like, you think, like, once you're convicted and all your appeals are done, like, what you just... Every, every like, court case appeal takes a long time. So, like, you could sit there and then... I don't know. You could do this was like extra long because Bundy's. I know. I understood. It was like fourteen years later, but then like Richard Ramirez, it was like almost twenty-seven years later. Because I think he recently died, like in twenty thirteen. I mean, Manson's still doing it. Manson's still like, but he only got life in prison, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like life in prison for a dude like that's like a waste of time, waste of money. Like, why are we paying for that guy? Just kill yeah. him already. Yeah, I agree. That's oh man. That's the one Republican that. thing in me that I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like life in prison. There's there's crimes that are so heinous that I feel like, like, we can't we can't afford to like just be paying for this guy's meals every day. Yeah. Right. Man, that's my Republican side too. But anyway, <laughs> that's the Bakersfield yeah. coming out. But sometimes though too, like life in prison, that's almost a death sentence because like. Once we get into Jeffrey Dahmer, they said that, like, all the prison guards and, like, all the inmates, they hated him so much that the guy that finally did kill him, they were like, hey, they knew what the, the, the guards knew what they were doing, putting him in yeah. the same cell as me, like, or putting him in the same cell as me. I was going to kill him no matter what. Is that like, the one we're going with next? We might as well. Might I mean, as well do you have anything up. else you want to talk about, Richard Ramirez? No, he was, you're right. He was really, really interesting. Fucked up childhood. And that's, a, okay, so we look at the first Handsome three Handsome as hell. Handsome as hell. Ed Ginn, not handsome as hell. That no. dude is, like, hard to look at. He looked like Green Acres. <laughs> yeah, that dude is hard to look at. But we look at the fucked up childhood, crazy kind of, like, into, like, that crazy taboo sex stuff. Like, yeah. kind of. So that's already three in a row that are like that. And then to just to hit the fucking, like, the drive the, drive the point home, let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, who is, like, the most probably... Besides, uh, who is the other one that I brought up? Oh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne yeah. Gacy. We'll talk about him later on, but that's another like deranged like guy. But this guy, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's pretty fucked up, man. Dude, this is like how my mom used to like scare me to go to bed. Like even to this day, at thirty-two years of age, like I have problems going to bed. And like when I was little, like when like the height of all this was going on, and they were like searching for, or they weren't searching for him, but like I guess his trial was going on. Like, to get me to go to bed at night, my mom used to say, if you don't go to bed, Jeffrey Dahmer's going to come here and fucking kill you. Yeah. And so, like, that's how, like, my mom used to uh, have to fucking get me to go to bed, so. I didn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was. Really? Nope. Dude, I fucking hardcore knew who he was. He scared the shit out of me. Nope. It wasn't until I was in high school and I read a book called The the Man That Killed Boys, which was not about him. It was about uh, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, wow. And then somebody's like, oh, um, you should, uh, do you know who who um jeffrey dahmer is and i was just like no who is that and then like that was like that was like right when i was like getting on the internet more often and like just googling shit with him it's like oh man he's like not the 
maybe not the most violent one, but like what he would do to his the bodies. Oh, oh god, that shit like like I knew what he did, but like it wasn't until I started researching it that it like really started to sink in. Maybe it's because I'm older and I can I don't want to say appreciate it because that's like a bad choice of words, but like understand it more. Yeah, and put myself in those positions like. This is, like, the most fucked up shit. Like, I mean, not to take anything away from the victims of, you know, Bundy and Richard Ramirez or whatever, but at least, like, they died right away. Yeah. A lot of these people, like, you could tell fucking suffered. You yeah, know? definitely, dude. Like, this is the guy that had, like, tubs of acid in his apartment. And, yeah. like, and the funny thing about it is he lived in the ghetto. Like, he lived in, like, the hardcore the hood. hood. And, like... That's the kind of shit you can get away with in the hood where it's like tubs of acid. Like, no one's going to question that shit. No. Everyone was just like, well, he paid his rent on time. So, like, what's the big deal? Like, yeah, dude. Um, There was even a story where, like, one of the dudes that he was going to kill, like, he was already, like, raping him or something like that. And so, like, he somehow escapes and, like, runs through the street, like, bleeding out of his ass. And, like, finds cops, right? Was it the Asian guy? Uh, yeah, I think he was an Asian guy. So, like, he runs into the cops, and he's like, oh, help me, like, this guy's trying to kill me. And then, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, like... Calmly goes up to the cops. oh, he's just being silly, like, we're just, like, role-playing and, like, all this shit, like... And, like, the cops are just so, like, awkward about it, because they're like, you know, this is, like, kind of, like, 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 like homosexuality was like so like taboo they were just like oh well, that's what they're into like that's what gay people are into we better just leave this alone and they're yeah like, all right take your lover home we're and out i guess here. too yeah like one of the neighbors too like they're like no like this is this kid lives in this neighborhood like there's like this is this shouldn't be happening and the cops are like mind your own fucking business or something they tell like they yeah. get really vulgar with the later like just 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 get out of here like because the cops just wanted to get the fuck out of there too like they thought this was like, like you said, like they were just being homophobic and they just yeah. wanted to be out of there as soon as possible or whatever. But like Jeffrey Dahmer just called me, just like, oh no, this is my boyfriend. We're having sex and we had a drunken argument. You know, I'm sorry. Let me take him back home. And he was actually like a 14 year old boy or yeah. something like that. Damn. Yeah, dude. He, and maybe that's another thing, like this like constant, like charming, like serial killer thing where they can like smoothly get out of these things. Yeah. Like, and to tie, like I said, because. My whole point of wanting to do this is just kind of tying all these things together. Like that, that Jeff- actually makes that your mom's story telling you that that's fucking scary now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I that's intense parenting. Because we would watch like these like like shows before bed, like these like news shows, I guess before bed. I think the show was called like a current affair. Oh yeah, like they would recap like all. Is that that one? Yeah, yeah. with like, a little triangle. Yeah. And so like in 2020 and all that. <laughs> yeah. So like all that, like I was very aware of what was going on at the time. So, but you know, to tie everything together, like. Jeffrey Dahmer, like, how he grew up, I guess his mom and dad, like, they would argue violently. Yeah. And, like, his dad, I guess he also had, like, like some mental issues himself. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, he was an arsonist. And, like, he, like, a control. He said, like, when they, um, Stone Phillips interviewed him, he said, you know, control was, like, a big thing with him growing up. Like, he loved to, you know, be able to control fire. You know, that, that was Jeffrey Dahmer's dad's thing. Like, he just loved the control of fire. And then... His mom, his mom was like a, um, like a religious spastic. Like, you know, she would like start arguments, you know, if she wasn't getting enough attention paid to her. And so like, she was just like this crazy lady herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's like why I sent you that link to that other podcast or whatever. Cause that lady reminded oh, me yeah. of her. 
Like, she was just, like, a complete spaz, you know? Like, and she was, like, I guess addicted to a lot of, like, pain medication and, like, uh, barbiturates, like, when she was uh, pregnant with Jeffrey Dahmer. And he said that could have had a lot of, like, to do with, like, his outcome. And I guess, too, like, when his dad uh, was in the picture, um, he was, like, away to university a lot, like, doing studies. So I guess he was, like, a, like a chemist or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get his degree. So they said that, like, he was like very neglected like as a child because like teachers like they would say like he was very quiet very polite young man very intelligent but like you can tell like there was some neglect going on because you know he was like very removed from everybody you know what i'm really excited i I think like in two weeks that movie um my friend Dahmer is coming out it's like a movie about jeffrey Dahmer. oh wow and like it looks pretty good i'm pretty excited to see it the one where zach efron plays him or something I don't know who's playing him. I'm bad with actors, but <laughs> I'm sure someone famous. Like it's been getting a lot of hype on Facebook. So, oh, okay. like, yeah, man, he he's he's weird, man. Like they found like heads, like decapitated heads in the refrigerators. Oh yeah, but let's like start like with oh, his childhood. Yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, I guess like his dad. Like I guess when they first started to notice this, like I guess like his dad, like they were because they lived like out like in the countryside or whatever or like somewhere where like a backyard it's not like my backyard where it's like fenced off or whatever like it's like wooden area mm-hmm. and i guess like his dad found like some like animal bones like when he was like digging like around the shed or whatever yeah and i guess like his like jeffrey Dahmer's like eyes like got like huge like oh my god like this is this is amazing this is the greatest thing ever yeah and the dad thought like nothing of it because he said that you know okay finally you know because he was so reserved and like showed no interest in anything like he's finally showing an interest in something you know and he was Mm -hmm. like let me let me cultivate this let me let me support this or whatever and i guess like you know they were eating chicken one night and like he was like really like into like the bones of the chicken like how they were being you know put together and i guess jeffrey like was like oh like how would you be able to preserve and bleach those and so his dad was like well let me show as a chemist he goes well let me show you you know like yeah. he's like finally this kid you know is responding to something yeah and i guess like his dad started to show him that thinking like it would lead to a hobby like <laughs> taxidermy you know like <laughs> the constant con- all right yeah yeah like i said like all these things like like add up and i guess like jeffrey donner like has like the most like you know checklist of like like you know proto like stereotype proto like serial killer like items on the list but i guess like eventually like he would start like capturing like like butterflies and putting them in like jars and like exactly that i them. did see that he would like start dissecting animals and stuff like that so like like removing dogs heads and bodies yeah. and stuff like that oh yeah my girlfriend just sent me a, a text message saying yeah zach afron will play <laughs> jeffrey Dahmer." <laughs> yeah hell yeah dude i'm yeah. pretty excited about that movie then <laughs> we should have like a little like this just in noise. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I hope he takes his shirt off. Yeah, definitely. Zach Afron has like. He, the funny thing body. is, he looks nothing like him. He he like did she just update it? Update. Yeah. Zach Efron takes his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, uh, yeah. When he started like dissecting the animals and all that, like that's really what started taking oh, no. him down that path. Oh wait, update. He's playing Ted Bundy. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, he's playing Ted Bundy. And he looks like him, too. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, he doesn't look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, because Jeffrey Dahmer's, like, tall. Jeffrey Dahmer, like, looks like a nerd. Like, I don't know who's playing him, but they they found, like, like a pretty accurate... Like, it's like a long, lengthy white guy with blonde hair and big glasses. So, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, but anyways um but yeah i guess like yeah he started like like everything like like when you like 
like like when you watch like Rob Zombie's like version of uh, Halloween, like how Mike Myers comes to be, like it's pretty much the like Jeffrey Dahmer story, like you know where he's killing like animals and stuff like that. And yeah. He I guess his explanation was is like he was just fascinated by how they were put together, and so like he started like you know, uh, uh, filleting like the skin off and like like melting them in acid because he thought that was cool or whatever, which leads into like his first murder. Or one of his first murders, like, where he, like, kills a guy. And, like, just reading this, like, fucking creeped me the hell out. Like, where he was just, like, I guess, like, he kills a guy, like, with a 10-pound, like, weight. Yeah. And, like, fucking... Oh, that's creepy yeah. in itself. Like, it's just, like... Yeah, like, because I go to the gym every day. Yeah. So, this was, like, I don't want that happening. <laughs> so, oh. he kills a guy with a fucking 10-pound weight, bludgeons him to death. Or, no, no, he strangles him with a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Which is ironic, because that's how he died. But... <laughs> He kills him, watches him take his last breath, masturbates over him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What kills else are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> can bury him, yeah. I guess. Um, peels off his skin, burns it in acid or whatever until it's like some like solution or whatever. Flushes that down the toilet. Fucking takes all of his body, the rest of his body, like buries it, unburies it a couple days later, crushes it up with a hammer and like scatters it all over the woods behind his house. Fuck. And I was just like, dude, like, just hearing all this is just like, that's fucking maniacal. Yeah, dude. And what's even crazier about that is, is, like, they said that, like, when they were trying Jeffrey Dahmer, they found him to be sane. Really? And I'm like, look, to me, in my mind, I'm looking at that, I'm like, how the fuck are you even... How many many people did he kill? I I, I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be, like, in the 20s or 30s, confirmed. Okay. But it's just like when you look at that, and then when you watch him speak, he like there's nothing normal about this guy. There's nothing sane about that. There's something like I don't know what the, the scientific term is, or like the fucking medical term for it is, or what fucking form of autism it is. Yeah. But there's something off about him. Okay, so up until now, besides Edgin, um, I would say Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy, like I said, that whole like they're like they almost come across as too normal. Yeah. This is the first guy on the list that's like. Every even his killings, the whole killing the dude with the dumbbell, um, just they're just like they just feel so awkward. That dude that he was like chasing down the street, was like bleeding through his ass, and like everything just like has like a creepy vibe to it. Like obviously, I mean, murder in general is creepy, but this one has like that extra like cringiness that even like the police were like, "Ooh, let's get out of here." Yeah, and they said too, like like later on, like because I was watching his documentary. Like, where he was talking about it. And Stone Phillips was asking, he goes, what was this all about? And he goes, I never wanted to intentionally kill anybody. It was just that, like, when I would have sex with them, I didn't want them moving. Like, I wanted yeah. complete control over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, so eventually it would just lead to me accidentally killing them and then, like, having to cover it up. And he goes, ultimately, my ultimate goal was is to make sex zombies. And that, that's what leads into, like, that kid well, he or He tried that, too. Like, he would try to, like, make holes in their heads for yeah, a while. Yeah, he put, like, pull acid, like, in their head. Like, drill holes and pull, pull acid in their head. And uh, hot water, I guess, yeah. too. Because he just wanted them to be just, like, submissive slaves. Like, sex slaves. You know, yeah. just to, you know, eat, you know, satisfy his, like, sexual desires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it, too, because he was... They found... Or he figured out in high school that, you know, he's homosexual... Mm. And he found that out, like, I guess, like, when he was watching some, like, you know, attractive runner guy, like, running. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to beat the shit out of him and have sex with him and rape him or Fuck. whatever. And they, 
another podcast that I was listening to, like in preparation of this, like they were talking about, like, well, maybe it was like because it was like the seventies and the eighties, you know, where like being like homosexual wasn't like as okay as it is today. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, maybe it was like all that like pent up like repression and like you know, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Makes coupled sense. with everything that happened in his childhood, like maybe that's what like made him go over the edge as well. Yeah. I can see that, man. That guy was all kinds of fucked up. You know, what's crazy is, too, like, you were telling us, telling me earlier, like, towards the end, like, he be- he himself became, like, all religious and stuff like that. Yeah, he did. He He's one of the few guys, well, definitely the first guy on this list that repents and, like, has, like, a priest come in and baptize him. And, like, I guess, like, there was, like, an eclipse the day that they baptized him, so a lot of people took that as a sign of, like... No, it's you shouldn't baptize him. This is like even God is against baptizing this guy or something. Wow. Like that. Yeah, like so a lot of people thought it was just like, like too many signs pointing at this guy's like pure evil. Yeah, man, he's even he's, my dogs think he's yeah, pure evil. Dude, they freaked out. There was one thing I wanted to say about him. I can't remember. Oh yeah, he had like a shrine at his house. It was just like he would like, oh, skulls yeah. of like all his victims. And he I, apparently he would keep the skulls and still like masturbate to the skulls after. Yeah. Like yeah. And the, there's no like, way, I can't believe I'm still like tripping. I didn't know that they deemed him sane. No, yeah. To me, there's that. nothing sane about the only reason why I can think of that they did deem him sane is so that way they could like punish him later. Because um, I, going back to Richard Ramirez with his cousin, that's how his cousin was able to get out is because um, they found him mentally insane and he just went to a mental institution. Mm. The same with like Ed Gein when he got fucking um, when he got tried or whatever, he was found to be you know schizophrenic. And so they just put him in the mental institution for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And so they, I, to me, that's the only thing I can think of is that's why they found him sane because like, no, we don't want him to go to prison and, you know, rotten, rotten a cell and, or fucking be put to death. God damn, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm still tripping that they, that they would, but that all makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause like, otherwise they would just have him in a mental institution. He'd probably be like serving like 10 years and they're like, all right, you come across as normal now. Yeah. That's like, um, uh, like Bronson or whatever. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, Charles like Bronson. Charles Bronson. Um, like that's basically what happened to him. Like he had to go and like attack his teach when he was like, no, I, I can't be in a mental institution. You need to put me with like the prisoners. Cause these people are actual crazy people. And I'm just like a mad, like I'm just, a violent person so like you know but he, that's a different that's a different story altogether but this guy man like like yeah you're right that's probably why they did that because they probably knew like we can't have this guy being released 10 years from now and like mm-hmm. deem him i was like and they, i threat. even said like they even said too that um the guards kind of set him up you know even though like he found jesus or whatever like everyone hated him in prison where like the the, the guards hated him the prisoners themselves hated him. So what they did, they just put him with another crazy person. And that prisoner that ended up killing him was like, yeah, everyone fucking hated him. The guards knew what they were doing. I was going to fucking kill him regardless. If I ever got my hands on him, I was going to kill him. And the guards knew that. But they just wanted to get rid of him because they, they don't want the state paying for him for the rest of their life. Fuck. Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh... But yeah... <laughs> damn god damn yeah on that note on we're that sponsored note. by on it <laughs> anyways so make sure to drink k-man coffee <laughs> oh. every time you cook eggs make sure you use el cook yucateco dude i do like who's sponsored by me undie i don't 
or everybody, every everybody. podcast I fucking listen to. Underwear is like super underrated, man. Like you never realize how much you need it until you're out and you're like, fuck, I can't do laundry. Like I, <laughs> I thought about like just driving to Target to buy underwear. Like one day when I was like completely out of underwear and I didn't want to do laundry, it was just like that's how lazy I was. I was like, <laughs> just want to drive, get it, and leave. Like fuck. Anyway, sorry. Dude, speaking of underwear, I do need to buy new underwear. My girlfriend pointed out that like every single pair of my underwear has like holes in it. Dude, same here. And it's just fuck. like well. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like I mean, as long as the covers like the good stuff, like I don't, I don't need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here. I have, I had. Like, this is where I knew I need new underwear. Uh, in my clean, in my clean uh, set of clothes, there was one underwear that had like the butt had like a rip through it already because I just wore it so much. And like I only get, like I literally only get underwear for Christmas. That's all I ask for for my Christmas. <laughs> so like all of my underwear is like Christmas related. <laughs> so like. Yeah, so that's why I know, like, but Christmas is, what, like, two months away? Yeah. So I'm not going to make it. I need to buy my own this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Maybe that's a good idea, dude. Speaking yeah. of another underwear, like, I saw these badass, like, Michael Jackson Thriller socks. Oh, fuck. Dude, like, it's so sick. It's like a three-pack where, like, like one... It's like every phase of, like, Michael Jackson. Like So it's like Michael Jackson and, like, like regular, like, Puerto Rican-looking Michael Jackson yeah. red jacket. Then Michael Jackson has like the zombie, like with the green face. Yeah. And then White Michael Jackson Michael. and as the uh, fucking um, that werewolf. Oh, okay. So they just skipped over White Michael. Like, no, well, no, no. It's like the Thriller pack. Oh, the Thriller pack. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like all three Michaels from there. So. Oh, I think it meant like, like teenage, teenage like Michael, Afro Michael, Afro Michael, curly haired Michael, but light skinned. It's for some Puerto reason. Rico. I call him Puerto Rican. Michael. Puerto Rican Michael, and then like white, white scream video. <laughs> Anime. He looks like an anime. Yeah. yeah, he looks like an anime character. Fuck. Yeah. I'm glad you said it because I I've always thought that, but like, and I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know if other people saw it as well. Oh yeah, I definitely. Every time I watch an anime, I just think like they're little Michael Jackson. The funny around. thing about that is that in that video they have like a, a clip of like an anime. I don't know what anime. It's like Speed Racers playing in the background yeah. or something like that. And I always thought like, did they do it on purpose? Because like <laughs> he looks like Speed Racers. Subliminal like, message. Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, yeah. Did you want to like skim over these last two or something? Oh, we got two more. Well, what do we got left? Oh, if you want to talk about John Wayne Gacy, I don't. Nah, not really. He's basically Jeffrey Dahmer but older. He killed. He has a. He probably has the highest body count on here. He has like thirty five or something like that. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about him? Because he kind Because uh, all I, only thing I know about him is he dressed up as a clown, Pogo the clown. Pogo the clown. He would do that at Chris. Uh, at kids birthday parties mm -hmm. he was like viewed as like an outstanding member of society yeah he worked on political campaigns i think there's even like a famous picture of him and like ronald reagan oh, like wow. shaking hands another republican yeah hardcore republican goddamn republican and, uh, he was a hardcore republican dude speaking of like like fucking serial killers and republicans doesn't it like i forgot stephen miller i think his name is like one of trump's little like cabinet aides or whatever that guy if he comes out to be like a fucking serial killer it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest uh Trump's kid, the kid with the slick back Dude, hair. They all look like they're the family from the purge. They look like um what's the dude from American Psycho? Oh, uh, Patrick Bateman? They all look have that Patrick Bateman yes. like I at least I guarantee you they've at least all killed at least one hooker. Oh yeah. <laughs> at least one. Just I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, he's basically like an older version of Jeffrey Dahmer. He killed like 30-something boys, buried them all in the backyard. Uh, he's from Chicago, you know. He, he looks like Mike Ditka, too. Yeah, he's a Bears fan. There's actually pictures you can see him where he's, like, wearing, like, a Bears jersey or, like... Ugh. So, yeah. Uh, 
yeah. Gail Sears doesn't yeah, work. He doesn't. I don't know. He has like a generic player. I don't know what player. He has like oh. an offensive lineman's jersey. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, man, he was a he was a fucking nutcase, but. He actually actually didn't do that much research on him, so I don't oh, know why yeah. I brought him up. So. I don't know how to tie him into all this. Yeah. So, but um, basically, a lot of it has to do with because the whole reason why I wanted to do is I don't want to do it like a list. Like, yeah, I'm, like who's your favorite serial killer? My, I'll say this: none of them are on the list. Zodiac Killer is my favorite serial killer because we know nothing about him. Yeah, but the whole reason I wanted to do it is because it's just like what what are the signs of a serial killer? Like, what what are the signs of a mass murder? Even yeah, you know, like that's what I was thinking of. I was just like, okay. Uh, you know, like I said, with that Vegas shooting, um, I, I just wanted to like know like what goes on in like someone's head. Like, what are what are the signs to look for in all of them? Like you said, they all have this appearance of this outstanding citizen. You know, and that's a, that fucking douchebag from uh, Las Vegas. Like, he was like a millionaire. Yeah. Again, no one saw it coming. Everybody was like, he's like a regular dude. I, I think. Um, there's even a story like his neighbor was wearing like a Trump hat and he was just like, right on, man. Like, Trump. Trump See, Trump. another goddamn Republican. Yeah. That's like one of the few stories that came out right away that he was like a Trump supporter. Okay. And like... Because you know what I was afraid of, dude? Like, mm-hmm. I was afraid of like when um, he shot like the country music festival. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. It's probably going to be like some psycho and Antifa or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. that's like... Well, right away, like all this bullshit came out that... Some people were saying like, "Oh, he's a uh, he converted to Islam or some shit," and like he's also part of ISIS and he's also like a hardcore liberal. Like all of a sudden, all these groups are like putting out bullshit statements. I don't know who was putting out all these bullshit statements, but they were all like pinning them to like different groups. And um, but even that, even that, like you know, he was just a the Trump supporter thing. You know, it doesn't yeah. really link him to any any group in particular. I don't even think he was registered as a Republican. He was just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he did he was like he did compliment someone's Trump hat at one point. And then to tie him into all these people, okay, going back to like your parentage or what goes on with your parents or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he, his dad was uh, um, on the FBI's most wanted list for being a, a, bank, a famous bank robber or whatever. Really? Who was yeah. also commit or I guess. Um, diagnosed with uh, psychosis or psychopathy or something like that i know both of them are different but he had like one of the two like he was actually diagnosed yeah which is hereditary which could run in the family mm-hmm. and i think also too um something went on with his mother or whatever i wish i would have researched this more but like because i wanted to you know talk about you know the, the more famous i feel like we, i feel like we should have had my sister on this podcast because she's a psychologist yeah and like she's actually met charles charles manson and deals with serial killers and stuff yeah, that would have been cool. So, but like but I said, this, this podcast whole, over. No, <laughs> but like this whole podcast is like, like I said, it's just like those trips we took to Target. Man, yeah. this is how the whole premise is. We're like, it's not like don't put this on as like research material. Like if oh, you're yeah. writing a paper on this, like I wouldn't listen to this podcast yeah. for like research material. But it's just like two dudes just like shooting the shit about something, you know? Exactly. And if you learn something, it's a inconsequential. Yeah. But um, yeah, like the whole childhood thing. Um, you know, one thing, obviously, like, was he married to someone? He was married to someone earlier on, and they got a divorce, and I think it was, like, 26 years ago or whatever. Uh-huh. I think she actually had a restraining order against him. Oh, wow. And then, like, they said that, like, a lot of, like, witnesses, like, his girlfriend was, like, some Filipino lady. Yeah. That, um, I mean, I don't know how much truth to this is. I'm just, you know, going off of what I've heard. 
is uh, that she would be treated like shit by him in public. Like um, you're like you're already paid for. Um, you like you have no say. Like get over here. Like you know, like to the because I guess he would go to like casinos a lot. Yeah, and um, well, that's yeah. one of the things. Like um, he was like a high gambler, like a high high roller. High, high roller. So um, that hotel actually supplied him that room. Yeah. Right? So like, because he was you know one of their like big big time ballers, which happens because like my girlfriend's the boss. Like he gets free comps all the time. That's how we were able to go to the yeah. McGregor fight is because like her boss got a free like hotel room because mm-hmm. he does the same thing he high rolls and gets a free room yeah i can't even spend 20 dollars like on a fucking slot machine without being like okay you know yeah like so art that already tells you there something like the mindset of someone like this is just like you know they're reckless with you know their money you know like even though you are a millionaire i think even if i was a millionaire i wouldn't be throwing fucking ten thousand i guess like he would put a hundred thousand dollars down like on like poker or something like that yeah this is something that he was playing for a while now Obviously, like he he was gonna do it at um, Lollapalooza. Yeah, and then I think he was gonna do it at, at Chance the Rapper concert. Yeah, he they said that each one of those places, like he was trying to book a hotel room that would overlook like the venue, mm-hmm. and like when he couldn't get what he wanted, you know, obviously because I think the Lollapalooza was in another city. You know, they're not going to be so kind to you as to, like, give you what you want. You kind of, like, just yeah. check into a hotel in whatever room you want. Like, do you want a queen bed or do you want a king bed? Oof. Lollapalooza would have been crazy. Because where they do Lollapalooza is, like, downtown Chicago. Yeah. And, like... But, like, a casino, of course. Yeah, if you're going to throw down a lot of money, they're going to want to kiss your ass. Yeah. You're putting, if you're putting $100,000 down, like, a fucking play, like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll give you whatever you want. Oh, you want to overlook that concert? Yeah, sure, anything for you, sir. That's just how Vegas is, yeah. you know? And, um... Again, it plays into that whole control thing. I guess like he was very much like a control freak. Like going back to because he worked for Lockheed, and like they he was an auditor. You mm-hmm. know where you know he had to make sure everything was straight. Like he, you're basically the one in control of somebody else's work. And it fits right in. Even though he wasn't, we well we don't know if he was a serial killer or not. It fits right into the mold of like all these people. They wanted fucking control. They had fucking problems at home. Mm-hmm. You know from an early childhood. Um, you know, it just fits the mold. It starts to fit the mold, so... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously this guy's not, like, ritualistic like the other ones are, you know? Like, he's not making nipple belts. We don't know that. We don't know. That's true. We don't know. We don't know that much about him. Yeah, I mean, a, lot, a little bit more is coming out every time. I guess, like, the as of this podcast, like, they already have another warrant to research his house again. Because I guess he had multiple houses, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. He had the money for it. Yeah. And, I mean, in his story, like, his brother said that, like, he helped him move, I guess, from Florida to um, to the house in Mesquite, Nevada. That It makes it seem like, okay, he only, a normal person, we're only going to move once, you know, yeah. in all our possessions. But if you have multiple houses, I mean, he can be hiding something, like, in any of those houses. Yeah. So. Damn. What a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And all these guys are scumbags. I don't mean to, like, I don't want to glorify any of them. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, that's. One thing I want to drive home, like we're not sitting here trying to say like, oh, these people are cool. Like it's cool yeah. to be a serial killer. The the only reason I brought up the Zodiac killer because I do find him the most interesting because they never caught him and there's like this whole cat and mouse game with the newspapers and all that that he was going on. It's pretty interesting. Makes for a good movie. In fact, yeah. there is a good movie called Zodiac. Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Oh, okay. I still got to see it. I haven't seen it. It's yet. a great movie. Yeah. It's... But um, going back to. 
not trying to glorify these people. I think Trent Reznor, like when he was talking about, because um, I guess when he was recording like the Fragile and uh, Broken, yeah. like, then they, they lived in the actual they like Sharon, in the Sharon Tate home. They lived yeah. in the Sharon Tate home, and um, Sharon Tate's sister actually hit uh, Trent Reznor up and was like, "What are you trying to do? Are you trying to exploit this? Like, because nothing that happened in this house was cool about it. I lost a fucking sister because of this." Yeah. and so like i guess he even like took the door like to put on his studio or whatever from that house yeah and he goes you know what like hearing her story like made me like realize because you know a lot of people get like fascinations like with serial killers or whatnot he goes yeah. it kind of dropped that from my life he goes this is some real fucked up shit that happened that you know somebody's sister was lost due to some senseless bullshit violence and you know what if that was my sister yeah you know i wouldn't appreciate someone doing what i was doing there and so he goes, you know what, at the end of it, you know, I was obsessed with Charles Manson. And he goes, you know what, at the end of it, I ended up saying, fuck Charles Manson, you know? Yeah. So that's how I kind of want to end this one. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you know this, but at one point, Jonathan Davis from Corn owned uh, Ted Bundy's car. Really? Yeah, he owned it at one point. And then he actually owned the Serial Killer Museum at one point. Oh, wow. And then he actually sold all of it, got rid of everything once he, like, uh, once his kids got older and like he didn't really know how to explain it to his kids like what it was and then he's like you know what this is pretty fucked up like people lost their lives and i'm like glorifying this yeah so you know kind of like trent reznor you know sometimes you need you need a little bit of like that actual like dose of reality yeah, dose of reality sometimes people get caught up in the mystique and like the the allure of serial killers but there's they're still fucking scumbags they're killers so and i think when you watch like the movie natural born killers yeah like uh, that's what that kind of like hits home or whatever too because it's just like it talks about how like the media you know glorifies it and kind of sexes it up because you know that's that's the whole premise of that movie yeah. as well where you have these these two people going on this killing spree and you know they had the other side the other story of it the robert downey jr side of it like where he's just this reporter where you know he's kind of like you know exploiting all these murders you yeah. know you know making them into rock stars basically you know yeah. what was his name uh michael mallory or whatever or uh, um mallory mickey and mallory Knox. mickey and mallory yeah and it's like kind of exploiting that making them into like these like these rock stars like i said like i, I know i call richard ramirez that too but at the end of it, like, he gets kidnapped by them, and, you know, I think he dies, too? Uh, I don't think so. They, like, tie him up in the forest with, like, a, with his camera, and he's just, like, the only one filming himself. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, yeah, like, it's, like, where you realize, okay, this isn't, like, some fucking, like, Disney movie or whatever. Like, this is some real shit, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think that's what the whole premise of that movie is, and that would be my message as well. It's just, like, this is some real fucked up shit. It's a good message, man. Good way to end it. Got nothing else to say. You got um, anything you want to say? No, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we recorded this one the earliest. I know. I, this is the best I felt during a recording. The sun's just hitting me in my eyes right now, so yeah. I'm like... <laughs> but anyways, um, thanks for all the downloads. Like I said, every week this podcast just gets a little bit bigger. If you can, just go to iTunes, uh, subscribe, share. Uh, make sure uh, you tell your friends, your relatives about this. And uh, keep listening. Yes, keep listening. Damn it, damn it. There's like that girl, Ashley Krempsey or some shit, who like gave us a shout out somewhere. She like added us on like our Art and Jacob Do America thing. So I just want the name drop. That's it. I don't even know. Another dude too that said that too? 
Oh, uh, Ray from uh, the Rhythm Ambassadors. Oh, okay. So, shout out to them, too. Hey, what up? What up, guys? I hope you guys are listening to this. (laughs) Anyways, on that note, everybody, good night. Good night. I would like to say something about Target. (laughs) This is probably where the episode should start, but... I'll tell a quick story about a, a, a true killer. The mind of a killer. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even have to say his name. I already said it. I won't say his last name. Damien. Um, that is like a fucking serial killer name, though. Yeah, Damien. Fucking Antichrist. Um, so when we were younger and working at Target, um, we used to all hang out after work, like, pretty regularly. At least once a week, we would all, like, get together and, like, go to Denny's or some shit. And then this particular time, I think we did go to Denny's, and Damien, who was a lot older than we were, probably like 15 to like 20 years older than us, um, he wanted to go, or like, I made a joke, I think, I think, really, I think about it, and I think it was my fault, because I made a joke <laughs> to someone saying, I'm not going to go unless Damien goes, and then someone saw Damien was like already like walking home, which is already weird that he walked home in the middle of the night, because we were getting off at like midnight at this time. Yeah. And, like, he was walking home, and they're like, Damien, come to Denny's with us. Okay. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go to that. And he had a crush on a fucking Nancy. I don't remember her last name anyways, but Nancy, (laughs) that that Filipino girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He had a crush on her. And, like, he was like, oh, I'll go. Is Nancy going? And we're like, yeah, Nancy's going. (laughs) It was, like, half his age. So it was, like, maybe even a quarter of his age. Yeah, it was fucking creepy as fuck. And so then we all go to Denny's. It's pretty fun. And then at the end of the night, we're like, all right, guys, what do you guys want to do now? It's already, like, maybe, like, Dude, one. Dude, no, this is, this is when it becomes my fault because I was, like, because I, I wasn't ready for the party to end. So I was, like, yeah. I made the joke of, hey, everybody, why don't we just go over to Damien's house? Because I think I was going to drive Damien home. Yeah. No, 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 no. Somebody, Blake was driving Damien home. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah. No, no, no. I was with Damien. No, no, I'm sorry. I was with Blake. It was me and Blake rolling together. Okay. I don't know who had. So maybe Damien was with us, but I was definitely with Blake. Like it was me and Blake. I think you guys did because like I remember uh, me and Mike, um, we we carpooled together. Okay. And I was like, hey guys, like let's all go hang out at Damien's house and go play. Cause yeah, that's how he lured us. He we were talking about like Street Fighter or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's like, let's go to Damien's house and play Street Fighter. And then like I was expecting everyone to be like, nah, I gotta get home. I got I gotta do some like. Yeah research or whatever because we're all in college at this point yeah i remember he was just like he was like oh, i'm building a replica of the death star in my oh, kitchen yeah. and i was like oh damn that's badass like all right this guy's pretty cool um i remember like he used to go back we used to go back and forth about like star wars trivia and stuff like that and he would just he would get mad he would get mad at me like <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways like uh, oh god damn it han solo did shoot first god- Damn it! Like he would get like legitimately mad. I remember one time he like he would pulled, shake. He pulled a knife out and like started cleaning his nails with a knife because like like I don't remember. He was like trying to intimidate me or some shit, and I was like, okay, we're at fucking Denny's. Like you're not gonna, you might stab me to death at Denny's. I don't know. Anyways, so that night after the party's over, I, you you suggest like, hey, let's just all go to Damien's. Like let's yeah. keep the party going, and play some Street Fighter tonight. <laughs> and uh, so we go over there. And um, he's just like, he's like, guys, I need to go in first. I need to clean something up really quickly. And so we start fucking, like, 
joking around like, oh, okay, Damien's got to hide the dead body. Because he, he seemed like he'd be kind of like the serial killer type or whatever. He lived alone. Like, he had, like, I think his only friend was his mom. Oh, and a snake, Monty. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did have it. Damn. And so, anyways, I was making that, like, inappropriate, inappropriate joke that, like, okay, maybe he's got to hide the dead body in a, a bathtub of acid or whatever. So, okay. he's got to hide that. And so, we're outside for, like, maybe, like, 25, 30 minutes. And, like, right before, like, I'm like, all right, guys, let's just leave or whatever. Because, like, his apartment was, like, kind of close to our house or whatever. So, right before, like, I'm like, all right, let's cut out of here. Like, he opens the door. He goes, all right, gentlemen, come in. Yeah. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he brings us in there, right? And I don't remember his apartment. I do remember his kitchen had a fucking giant like Death Star he was building. Oh yeah. And like, oh yeah, yeah. So it was just like a little couch, like two little couches facing his TV or whatever. Yeah. And like, we couldn't have been in there more than twenty minutes. It was no. pretty short. But we're just sitting there. We're talking, shooting the shit. All of a sudden, he just drops the, like, well, you guys want to see my guns? And at this point, I'm thinking, like, because his house is, like, just full of, like, Star Wars memorabilia and, like, just, like, basic nerd shit. Like, his whole house just looked like one big giant bedroom or whatever. So, like, an eight-year-old bedroom. Because I think he had, like, autism or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. And but, maybe like, this is an episode, a different episode we could bring this up again about, like, gun control. But, yeah, continue. <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to bring out, like, some Star Wars phaser or, like, some, like, Nerf gun or whatever. Because, like, yeah. that's the kind of person he was. Like, he was, like, just, like, a, a 40-year-old, like, little kid or something like that. And so he goes to the back bedroom or whatever. And it's me, you, Blake, and then Mike. Yeah. And just for, like future reference for the next minute or so mike is a black dude hmm. so he goes to his bedroom we all kind of look at each other like oh okay that's kind of weird and he comes out with these two humongous ass like deer rifles yeah and he's like loading them putting bullets in them like locking them loading them like twirling them and shit yeah. like he's fucking at the okay terminator two yeah and so like <laughs> yeah. we're all like looking at each other like oh shit yeah. and so he like hands over this like five foot long rifle to like mike yeah remember and he goes and he goes hey Mike, Michael, would you like no, no, to no. hold my gun? He, he hands it over to like Blake or something, and like Blake just grabs it or something. Oh yeah. And I like I remember like I remember <laughs> it was like you, you and Blake sitting next to each other, and then like Mike was closer to me or something like that. And I like look over to Mike, and I'm like, no, like <laughs> I was like petrified. You just get up, I think, and get yeah. Up. And I I remember like I'm like I'm done. Like I remember thinking like I'm done. And then like I like look over to Mike, and I'm like. Don't get your fingerprints on it. Like I remember, yeah. like like just telling him, like, don't get your fingerprints so, on this. Damien hands this like six foot rifle. Now it's grown to six foot now. He has it. He goes to hand it over to Mike, and Mike just like with a grin's like, Nah, man, black man can't put his fingerprints on no gun. And like yeah. you, you and Mike just bolt out of there. And I was like, Yeah, I gotta go too, guys. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I love the fact that me and Mike both came to the same conclusion right away. Like I just look over and I'm like. Don't and he's like, yeah, man, I can't put my hands on this. <laughs> I just remember that. Just like, black man can't put his fingerprints on no gun. Oh, dude, I was pet- We, like, booked it out of there. Like, I was out. Like, the minute, like, the guns came out, I was, like, already halfway through the door. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm out. I- you know what's crazy about that, too? Like, we were all, like, we're kind of, like, freaked out by that. And then, yeah. like, me making that joke beforehand, like, he had to hide the dead body. I remember maybe like two weeks later, Damien was telling me that like he had to like break open like one of the apartment doors because like one of the tenants didn't pay the rent. Yeah. So his landlord had him like break down one of the doors with like his like super duper strength or whatever. Oh yeah. And so like he's like, <laughs> we found a dead body in there. 
And I was just like, I was thinking, I was like, well, that's kind of convenient. Like, why would the fucking landlord have you go down there or whatever? So I was just like, damn. He was a creepy dude, man. And then he had to, like, move to Idaho or something like that. Yeah. He's like a potato farmer now. 